0: Welcome to the Fairview Baptist Church Discipleship Podcast. This is a resource designed to help the Covenant members of Fairview Baptist Church carry out our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joshua Johnson, and today I'm joined by Kyle and Lindsay Fesco. Welcome. Thank you. Well, Kyle and Lindsay, why don't you uh, introduce yourselves real quickly to our audience?
1: Yeah, so I'm Kyle, and I'm here with my wife, Lindsay. We've been married for 13 years, have three crazy kids. I work in... Uh, IT here at Wake Tech in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, Lindsay stays home and schools our kids. Uh, We've been attending Fairview for many years now. I believe I've been here at least 2005, and she's been here way before me. Uh, And we serve in a variety of ways here
0: at the church. Well, in today's podcast, uh, we're going to start a new series on cultivating discipleship amongst our children and uh, for our conversation, we've chosen to use uh, Chap Bettis' book, The Disciple-Making Parent, to sort of help us guide our conversation, and and we'll deal with issues like emulating Christ for our children and sharing the gospel with them, praying for them, along with several other topics. Uh, But today, we're going to sort of set the foundation for all the other podcasts that will follow. Uh, But before diving in, Lindsay, uh, why don't you share with our audience who this podcast is intended for?
2: Yeah. So uh, this podcast is um, for parents, obviously. It is also for grandparents and children's volunteers. It's for anyone that ministers to families. So basically, it's for everyone.
0: All right. So nobody, uh, press pause, uh, keep listening, and uh, we'll go ahead and dive in. So Kyle, let's let's start with you. Um, now, in Bettis's uh, book, he references this moment where uh, he looks at his kid and he says, "Man." I'm responsible for this thing, and so I'm curious for you uh, if you have one of those moments where you looked at, I guess Mason, and you said, "Oh my goodness, this thing's mine, and I'm responsible for him." Yeah. So I think it was when we
1: finally went home, and like her parents had left, and there was nobody there but us. So it was um, kind of an overwhelming feeling. You you know, you hold your kids for the first time. Uh, There's a heaviness to think that you know, they're completely dependent on you. Um, you know, there's really good resources out there to help you prepare, uh, not to mention you got friends and family, but at the end of the day, you are responsible for the physical and spiritual development of this person. And that's pretty intimidating.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, for me, um, when we first came home from the hospital, uh, of course, you, you have in-law help. And uh, and then Jessica, really, really good. Like, she had experience work, working with children. Uh, but she had a little medical thing that happened about a week after uh, she had given birth to Ruth. And she had to go to the hospital. It was it was actually pretty serious. And uh, all of a sudden, it was like there were no in-laws around. Jessica's not around. And I was, like, completely overwhelmed, like, mm. lost as can be. Um, so, um, as we're reading through, uh, Lindsay, me and you, let's dish a little bit, okay?
2: Okay. All right.
0: So, we're we, me and Kyle, we talked about being unprepared for parenthood. And really, as we were talking, really, we were talking about these physical things, like uh, being able to physically care for our children from... Changing diapers to burping babies, bathing them, knowing how to, to feed a child, and even how often to feed a child, and how much sleep they need, and so on, and so on, and so on. Yet, when we uh, dive into Chap Chap Bettis's book, that's really not where he takes it, is it?
2: No. Um, so. I think as parents, sometimes we can get stuck on the physical aspects of parenting our little people. It is overwhelming and it's time consuming. And um, because those are needs that we can see on a daily basis, we feel like for the most part, we can meet most of those needs and those needs are important. But if we get stuck just on the physical needs, we can sometimes overlook the fact that our children are also spiritual beings, beings that are created in the image of God, and they will, in fact, live for eternity, either in heaven or hell. Mm. So our ultimate goal in parenting is to raise children who know and love the Lord. I've definitely had those moments of feeling completely unprepared for this task and feeling overwhelmed. It's a huge task. Um, While we ultimately rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us as parents and draw our children into a relationship with the Lord, this is our God-given task to disciple our children, and we take it seriously. Eternity for our children is at stake. So this is absolutely countercultural, though. Our culture is focused heavily on child-centered parenting wanting the absolute best academically for our child, sacrificing every ounce of energy and time we have to keep them busy in sports and extracurricular activities. And what is this all for exactly? The church should look very different. But often this culture spills over into the church, and Christian parents often start imitating the world in our goals and values, and that's an unhealthy place to be.
0: Yeah, I, I agree completely. And so I think uh, when Bettis makes this point in the beginning, it's it's extremely helpful for us to hear because it gets to the heart of the issue. Why have we been entrusted with children? Well, I think those other things that you mentioned, like they're important, like uh, but it's more than just feeding them and clothing them and sending them off to school and and preparing them to get a job. Uh, again, those things are extremely important things, but it's bigger than that. Uh, in Malachi chapter two verse fifteen, uh, just listen to what it says. Uh, it says, "Did he, talking about God, did he make a husband and wife one with a portion of the Spirit in their union? And what does the one God, or sorry, uh, and what was the one God seeking? Godly offspring. And so, why have we been entrusted with children?" to produce godly offspring, uh, to create new lives who know God and love God. Uh, and I think that we need to hear this because uh, in the busyness of life, I believe that so often we forget it. We get distracted by things that are okay, but they're, they're lesser things. And uh, it's again, it's not that these things are unimportant it's just when you compare the two together, they pale in comparison. So, Kyle, if the why is to produce godly children, then how do we go about accomplishing it?
1: Yeah, so the Great Commission in Matthew 28 is a call to make disciples of all people. And, you know, that includes those closest to us and even those entrusted to us, uh, including our children. You know, disciples are not made in a factory. Um the work of discipleship involves you know, an intimate relationship, you know, requiring individual attention. Um, you know, just as Jesus spent three years with the twelve, devoted to teaching and training and ministering and and just all the things that you do with lives together. Um, that time was limited, and so so is the time that we have to invest in our children's lives.
0: Yeah, I think Bettis, he uses a great analogy of our work. Uh, he he compares it to passing a baton like you're running a race. And, and I think when we, when we hear that, the imagery is obvious. Um, but I think it gets deeper the more we think about it. So it's passed individually from one person to another. Uh, and so in order for that to happen, it has to be held out by one person and then received by that other person. Uh, and In a race, this occurs in what they call an exchange zone, Uh, and I think kind of going along with what you're saying, uh, it reminds us that this is really just that it's a season that occurs, and so our season for gospel, uh, for sharing the gospel, it's not going to last forever. They're not going to be in our home forever, Um, but then. Uh, Bettis says that this analogy actually falls short in another way. Uh, We don't pass the gospel on in the friendly confines of a stadium where there's people cheering us on, uh, but rather it's actually on a battlefield. Uh, There is one, uh, Satan, that wants to steal God's glory, and so he opposes our efforts. And so uh, for Kyle and Lindsay, uh, you've got three kids. Uh, First, what are their ages? And then speaking very practically, um, how have you sought to make disciples of your children while you have them?
2: So we have a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a two-year-old. And the most important thing that we've tried to do is show our kids how awesome God is and how much we delight in Him, His Word, and His church. They say more is caught than taught. So we approach discipleship a couple of ways. We focus on more of the formal times of teaching and training, and then we are also intentional Um, about using the informal times to also point our kids to Jesus. So when I'm talking about formal times, that just means when we make an effort to kind of schedule that time into our day or week where we're going to sit down with our children, um, we're going to focus on the things of God, we're going to read scripture, we're going to discuss it together, memorize a passage, pray, sing together. We are also committed to being in our church's worship service on Sunday mornings. That's a priority for us. Our kids know that unless someone in the family is sick, um, that we're going to be here on Sunday mornings. It's a non-negotiable. Since Kyle and I both serve on Sunday mornings, we also try to include our kids as much as possible while we serve. We try to find a special task for them so that they feel included and know that they also have an important part in the church family. The more informal times of discipleship are going to be those daily moments and situations where we have the opportunity as parents to turn conversations and point our children to the truths of God's word. This definitely takes intentionality and uh, being able to see those opportunities and make time to respond in those moments. Some of those moments for us this past year, um, we moved into a new neighborhood. We got to pray with our kids for opportunities to share the gospel with our new neighbors, um, one day it had been a rough a rough day on the soccer field um, for Mason, our oldest, and uh, we got to talk to him about showing God's love to our teammates even when they mess up. Um, we studied part of nature in science a few weeks ago, and I took the time to marvel with my kids at how amazing and creative. God is. So it's just in these daily moments in a variety of ways, um, those opportunities are endless. And if we look for them and are faithful to take the time to disciple our children um, in those moments, um, I think that is honoring to God.
0: That's great. And so, Kyle, for you, um, along the way, what kind of lessons have you learned?
1: I think first and foremost, um, as parents and as people, we have to be in the word, Um, you know, it helps in preparing our hearts before we attempt to lead our children. Um, With that said, having three kids kind of makes discipleship uh, messy, challenging. Mm. Uh, So we can't expect perfection kind of to be our benchmark. If we do, then we'll be disappointed every day. Um, You know, the kids move, they wiggle, they talk. So we have to, you know, we have to be patient with them. Um, Consistency is hard, you know, but having you know, that routine helps, um, you know, whether this is, you know, you do your discipleship in the morning, you do it at dinner, you do it before bed. Um, just having that regular time is, is helpful. Um, you also can't get discouraged if you, you know, you miss a day or, you know, the words don't quite come out how you wanted them to come out. You can kind of get hard on yourself with that. Um, you know, also simple questions also help out with the comprehension. You know, what did you learn? What was the story about? Who were some of the characters in the passage? Finally, kind of going back on the first point, it helps if we are in the Word and being discipled ourselves. So, your kids are a little
0: older. What are some lessons you've learned? Well, I've learned that the number three uh, is a big deal, so it's not just you. Uh, So, uh, I always joke with people, like, two are easy, but three, like, you've officially been outnumbered. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. uh, um, but, you know. I think like everyone else, you know, we've had seasons of ups and downs and we've started stuff and we've stopped stuff and um so I think one of the things that you have to practice not just with your kids but with yourself is grace. Um I think it also leads you leads to a a, a second attribute that's really healthy amongst parents and and that's open repentance like that's talking about your shortcomings with your spouse and with your children and um just seeing like being able to say you're sorry, uh, and then make an intentional effort to, uh, to, to, to do it a different way. Um, attentionality, like you guys, uh, mentioned, I think it's so important. Uh, I think we have to, Uh, Take hold of those things that we think are most important, and then we have to stick to them. And so, very much like you guys were were saying, we we try to focus our time on the Bible, prayer, church, and then serving, uh, serving the church. And um, if if at the end of the day, or the end of the week, or the end of the month, or end of the year, uh, however long we did those things pretty good, um, then I, I think it's victory. And then we trust the rest to God. And so. Um so yeah. So well look, uh I think all of that's been it will be extremely helpful to our audience and so um we're about out of time this time and so Kyle will you give us a glimpse of the next podcast?
1: Sure. So as parents, uh we all struggle with whether we're doing the right things, you know, dads especially have a hard time uh with confidence when it comes to disciplining our children. Um you know, we feel unqualified. To shepherd them well in, in most cases. So the next podcast uh, shines some light on some myths and some, you know, some truths and uh, how God designed parents to be, you know, the primary shepherd in our children's lives. All right, great. Uh, Lindsay, would you pray for us?
2: Sure thing. Father God, thank you for loving us and desiring a relationship with us. Thank you for giving us your word. Lord, as we study these holy scriptures and are seeking to know how best to disciple our children. I ask that you give us wisdom. Help us to be faithful, to speak words of truth to our children and make the most of every moment you give us to help our children grow in their knowledge of you and in their faith. We rely completely on you to guide us, Lord. Help us to run this race well and hand off the baton of faith to our children as they grow to love and serve you, Lord. We love you, God. And it's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: All right. Well, great. Uh, I've got, of course, one more question for you. And so here we go. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if your kids are old enough to listen to podcasts. So uh, your answer, I think it's safe here. Uh, mine do listen, uh, or at least they tell me they listen. Uh, so I'll have to be careful. So here's a question. Have you ever been electrocuted? And if so, explain.
2: I don't think I have.
1: Well, you know, being a a DIYer, you know, obviously the answer is yes, Um, but it being a curious, you know, maybe it was, I think it was middle school, you kind of learn how capacitors work. So I was taking things apart, and you don't realize that when things are even unplugged from the wall, Mm -hmm. there's power stored in them. And when you touch them, there's a lot of energy that comes out. So I think I was probably, I don't know what are middle schoolers these days, 13, 14? Yeah. Probably the first time I really got a, a heavy jolt from a like a power supply that was unplugged from the wall, so not thinking that you know hey but I've been electrocuted multiple times working on projects all over the place
0: <laughs> Well, I'll make a similar um, uh, i I'll, I'll say that maybe I'm just a, a DIY or two, uh, and I was just curious <laughs> um, no uh, when I was younger uh, in school. Uh, and this may explain a lot now uh I had a tendency like this is like middle school uh sticking things in in sockets and it was always at school, <laughs> so like it started small with like paper clips and just psh, to uh one time just uh, a pair of scissors real hard in there. not sure why just i'm acting I was acting out um just trying to get my parents' attention <laughs> so that they would re- read their Bible with me so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, anyways, uh, thank you guys for joining us. And until next time, uh, may we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ.